Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe. Like at the moment, it's just it just happened, and when you look back, like it's now four years. Then you realize how big it was and how big it is. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Chum Chat. We have a very special guest today, uh, the Viking Arnor Stigerson, Icelandic international baller. But uh, before we get into the conversation, I want to make sure that y'all like, share, and subscribe. If y'all are enjoying, obviously, uh, leave a comment or, or, or follow us on the gram. But uh, Seagull, bro, how are you doing today? Yeah, good, bro. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course, bro. Thanks for taking the time. Obviously, me and Seagull are teammates, so... Um, you know, we get along nicely. We're in the gym all the time working. I know Sigu's taking it very seriously this time of year. Uh, you know, end of the season, really want to get fit and stuff. You know what I mean? Sigu really, yeah, really want to yeah. push. But uh, but uh, no, I, I think I want to start off things. Um, obviously, the topic of the world right now is, uh, you know, Russia and Ukraine. And for the guests that don't know, um, Sigu is on loan to Venezia and he plays for the team in Moscow. I don't know how to pronounce the team. So Sigu, it's on you. Yeah, it's CSK Moscow. Okay, CSK Moscow. And uh, Sigu uh, plays for them. So obviously he knows the inside a little bit on, on Russia and Ukraine. But uh, I guess I'll start it off quickly with just like, how is um, how is the uh, the league in Russia doing? Like they're still playing, everything's, everything's normal for the players? Yeah, I wouldn't say it's normal, but uh, they are still playing, yeah. The league is ongoing and they are playing every week, so... Uh, but it's far away from uh, normal for them. Right, right. Yeah, you were telling me a little bit about, uh, you know, players, depending on what happens, they may be free agents or, or different things. Could you tell me more about this? Yeah, so uh, FIFA decided that players that are playing in Russia, the foreigners, uh, they could terminate their contract until the June 30. So, for example, if I was playing there, I could use that and uh, sign for another club until 30 of June. Uh, right, right, right. Yeah. And also we talked about um, the Russian currency. Huh? So your contract obviously in euros secured, but other players may have their, their contracts and, and what is it? Rubles? Rubles. 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 So obviously this, this, uh, this currency is being destroyed. Like it's the value of it is, is worth nothing now. How is that? Uh, has that affected any of your close friends or family that are that are Russian? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of them had money in the bank, and when you have money in bank in Russia, it's obviously in rubles. Um, so when this happens, it goes fifty percent down. I think it's fifty percent now down. So it's not a, an ideal situation for for the people and and my friends. They're my teammates. They are, yeah. It's, yeah. it's tough, huh? It's tough to see, like, uh, I don't know. You obviously, you like living in Moscow, right? Like, it was it was a good experience, and obviously yeah. you would go back and, and live there and play there, yeah? Yeah. I mean, I have uh, two more years there, so so I guess now I go back there. What do you think the, the future holds for you with, with Moscow? Obviously, you said you have two more years. But obviously the situation and we don't know what's going to happen, but what do, you, what do you think will happen for you? No, I think I'll just have to see uh, uh, how, how things are going in the summer. It's not ideal to go back there. Obviously, I'm not uh, 
excited to go back when the situation is like that. And I know that uh, a lot of foreign players, not in our team, but in other teams, are using this uh, thing we were talking about earlier, the contracts. So they are leaving Russia and they will just see how the situation is in the summer. Uh, and I guess I'm one of them. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy to think that, uh, like, the team you play for, same situation as one of our other players, uh, Ethan and Badu, like, everything is affecting it so, so critically, you know? And it's um, it could be life-changing. And it could be good or bad, you know? Opportunities could open if you're a free agent. But obviously, things could go bad if you, you know, you go back and then they shut the league down or, or what could happen, you know? It's kind of scary, no? Yeah, yeah, it is, obviously. And uh, what hurts me the most is seeing this happens to to people that don't deserve it. Like, these people didn't do anything. They were just doing their job, and, and this is affecting them so much. How would you say, uh, like, traveling into the, into the country is, as of right now, like, how is that uh, process? I know you probably haven't traveled into Russia, but do you know of anyone who has or anything like that? Uh, I think it's almost impossible to travel into Russia now. You need probably so many papers and so some approvals and everything from the government uh, because it was tough before. Like even before this, it was like you need a, a special visa and everything to, to go into Russia. Uh, I know that for a fact that it's almost impossible to get out of Russia as well now. They are just, they are just flying to certain countries at the moment. So I know that for, for a fact that a lot of players got really scared about that, that they got, would be stuck in Russia. So they wanted to get out as soon as possible before the situation get even worse. Yeah, I can oh, imagine. Um, you keep bringing up being a foreign player and um, whether that was in Russia, you were foreign because you're Icelandic or even now at Venezia, you're still a foreign player. Uh, I think Tanner was telling me that you're, you've been injured, you're coming off injury. I don't know if you've dealt with injury before, but you know, we've spoken about it on other episodes. It's extremely difficult being a foreign player away from your family and having to deal with injuries. How has that been for you and how's the process of coming back been? Uh, the process has been good. Uh, I think what's, what's the most important thing when you're a foreign player is to have uh, a good people around you. And uh, I'm really, uh, I connect to a lot of players in the team and we are good friends. We're making some good relationship. And that is so important when you have uh, tough times like injuries, when you're not able to do what you want to do, what you love to do, then uh, the most important part is how you feel off the pitch. And if you have good friends and good teammates, they, it helps a lot. Thanks, Sigurd. Yeah. I think we're good friends as well. <laughs> another, another thing that, uh, that can help footballers to get their mind off of the sport, obviously you see me and Tan doing the podcast. Um, do you have anything that you do in your free time? Obviously, some people make music. Obviously, you read. I don't know. Do you have anything that you do in your free time? Uh, I play guitar. Uh, so I like doing that in my free time. I also like just playing computer games with friends. Uh, I read sometimes, yeah, but I'm not writing music. Maybe I will. I don't know. <laughs> Have you sang the Tanner yet or no? I'll no. tell you what, we get it. Man, we, we, get in, uh, we get into the gym, right? And Sigu has been our designated DJ for the past like two weeks, right? Yeah. So Sigu is on Ox and he's, and he's chopping it up. And he, we always ask for the Icelandic songs. Because the Icelandic language, bro, I, I'm, I'm sure you've never heard it, John, unless you've played with a player from Iceland, but this language is like gibberish, bro. 
Like it's nothing. It's not even like it's not even letters. Like this thing is crazy, but they they get it on and it sounds good, bro. It's it actually sounds good in music because they they speak very little and it's mainly just the instrumental, but it's good, bro. And speak speak some Icelandic for us, please. What do you want me to say? I want you to say, um, "What's up, guys? My name is Arnor Sigurdsson, and I'm on Chum Chat." Sælir strákar, hvað segi ég? Ég heiti Arnur Sigurðsson og ég er á Chamcha. That sounds dope. That sounds dope, to be honest. I mean, it's clean, bro. Talking about being Icelandic, though, I want to ask you. Obviously, you've been part of the youth national teams in Iceland. Obviously, you know, um, you're you're a promising player, you're a promising prospect. I'm sure you witnessed the 2016 Icelandic run in your in the Euros to the quarterfinals. That was iconic. Obviously, the Viking clap. How did that grow the sport in the country or like the following of the sport? Because um, us as Americans, obviously, the sport is barely growing. So maybe we hope for something like that here. Yeah, uh, it, it was massive. I mean, uh, I was 17 at the time uh, and I wasn't even a professional yet. I, I, I became professional the next year, the year after. But uh, yeah, it was massive and uh, just just for the country and for the football, like people started watching this Icelandic national team because it was like, we're such a small country and we're so like, we are 330,000 and for a country to achieve something like that is just, yeah, you know, it's unbelievable. And uh, the attention we got also the players, I think it, it, it helped, helped us uh, grow as a, as a national team and as a country as well. Yeah, it's crazy how something like that can bring a country together, especially in a in whatever time your country was in. But we were talking about it before uh, our before our last game. But um, obviously, playing for Iceland, it's difficult to to qualify for the World Cup. But it's very difficult to to win a World Cup. So obviously, you play for Iceland. Is it not? Is it not like kind of a, a scary feeling that you may never play in a World Cup because of the country you play for? think if you would have asked me this question 2015 i would have said yeah it's scary like every every player dreams about playing on world cup and on the euros but uh we were at euros 2016 and then we reached the world cup 2018 so it's absolutely not impossible and that gave us the younger players that were coming up at the time like we could see that it's it's impossible no it's it is possible and uh so for me, because I was in there at the World Cup, I really want to achieve something like that. And I know I saw the players before do it. So, so the squad is quite young now, and I'm I'm positive we will we will be there again. I want to ask you: Was there any chance? Because I saw that you started playing for the first team of Iceland in 2018. But was there any possibility of you going to the World Cup, or was it never a possibility? So uh, 20 was, 2018 was a was crazy year for me. I started in Sweden, not even not even as a, a starting 11 player. I was 18, turning 19 at the time. And it all happened really fast. I started getting some matches and I, I performed really good. And I played there, I think, three, three four months. And then I got sold to Moscow. But the, the World Cup was in the summer, so I was still playing in Sweden. And I was still young and I was just upcoming. So when the World Cup squad was out I wasn't expecting to be in it but looking back it, it's yeah it's 
I wanted maybe everything to happen a bit earlier with Moscow and everything because it was uh, talks ongoing before World Cup. So I think that even if I signed for CSKA before World Cup, the chance would have been bigger being there. That's Let me ask how that you. Works. Yeah. Let me ask you this. So now you're talking about the success of the Iceland national team 2016, 2018. It's 2022. Obviously, you guys didn't make the World Cup this year, but um, but do you think on the fans from Iceland, they expect a lot more from you guys now, especially a young player like you who plays at a big team like Venezia, for you guys to qualify for the Euros, to qualify for the World Cup? Do you think there's an expectation there now that wasn't there before? Yeah, absolutely. Because, like, they saw that we could do it and then they believe we can do it again and they want us to do it again because like we said this this is just bringing the country together i think i think uh, like around 90 percent of the country watches when the national team is playing euros or world cup so it's uh it's huge and people love football there so they expect a lot from us as well that's beautiful 90 percent of the country watching the yeah, team I think, play I think, I think for real 90 or 92 percent was watching the first world cup game against argentina wow this is amazing wow this is this is some stats well talk about pressure you're talking about pressure from the iceland fans now let's transition to venezia obviously you've been dealing with some injuries um so you haven't been on the pitch as much but you've you've witnessed what these guys are going through obviously a tough run of matches lately for you guys um you see the relegation zone now the season's ending you know, is there a kind of pressure now that you're feeling to, to help the team stay up? Yeah, but I think I think the, the pressure is good because the pressure is pushing us uh, together and we have to stick together. And when we have pressure, the matches become more important. And when you have more important matches, you prepare, you well, you prepare yourself. Like, it's always this extra thing, what the, the preparation, the mindset and everything. When the game is important, you want to make sure you're there you you want to perform so obviously it's not a it's not a situation we want to be in we, we want to be higher on the table but it is what it is and we have to uh, fight for this because now every every single game is is really important it's a good answer now let me ask you a difficult question and if your answer isn't good we can cut it out okay <laughs> but obviously you're a lone player obviously you're a lone player to Venezia some people would say maybe that a lone player won't care as much about you guys getting relegated because at the end of the day, you can go back, you know, if you get relegated. Is that true? Or do you care just as much as these Tanner, as, as Busio, as the guys who are full-time signed to Venezia? Um, I think when you connect to the team like that, when you connect to the players, because they are my real friends, and obviously I'm a part of the team too, and I've been now for eight months it's easy to say that i it's not there because I, I won't be here next year so i'm not thinking about that we could be playing CRP or we could be doing that so i think they're maybe more thinking about the consequences while i'm more thinking about like get the job done like stay up boys but at the end i think it matters just as much to me as it does to them Good answer. Oh, yeah. I think I think it does as well. I mean, you can see we have a lot of players on loan this year. And you can see, I mean, Siegel could back me here, but the players that are on loan are are 
when we lose a game or when a difficult moment happens, they're they're there just as much as us, and they they feel the pain just as much as us, and they want it they want it just as bad as us. So, I think I think everyone can relate to the to the we are one team, and it brings us closer together, and everyone's fighting for the same goal, no matter what team you play for next year, or what happens if we go down or if we stay up. It's it's the same mentality all around. So, yeah, absolutely. Tanner was uh, Tanner wanted me to ask you this. Obviously, Tanner comes from MLS. Busio comes from MLS. You're a European guy. You're a young European guy. If an MLS team comes calling right now, what's your answer? Like, what's your, what's your view on MLS as a European? I think um, the MLS is getting bigger. And it's like, I think two, three, four years ago, it was more like for older, older guys to go there, like close to retirement, maybe big players, big names. But I think now it's getting better and the league is getting more attention, especially from Europe. Um, and actually, two of my friends are now playing in the MLS. Um, one is playing from New England. Uh, Trusterson, same name, Arnold Trusterson. I don't know if you know him, but he was playing there last year and I spoke to him when we were playing national team together and he really likes it there. But if I'm, if I'm honest, for me now, at this stage of my career, if some MLS team calls me, I think I think I wouldn't go there now. But for sure, later, later, later on my career, yeah, it could be could be possible. What if they come with a lot of money, more than you're making now? <laughs> no, nah, I don't think so. I think I want to prove myself more in Europe. I want to play in the big leagues and prove myself here first, and um, then yeah. So is that the main driving, the driving force, like that you that Europe is the best, so you want to play against the best and try to win these trophies that you dreamed about? Is that like the driving force to stay in Europe? Yeah, yeah, it is. And obviously, I played Champions League and I played Europa League, and I know what it is. I know what it is to play on the biggest stage and uh, playing against the biggest teams, and that's where you want to be. Uh, yeah, playing these top games, top leagues. Let's let's just flash up the the goal versus Real Madrid there, and then the assist as well. Thanks, Anthony. Our editor. Yeah, how was that? Because Tanner told me you scored versus Real Madrid. That's in the Bernabeu. That's insane. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Obviously, who, who was in that team? Do you do you recognize? Do you remember any of the players that were in that team that are still there now, or any big players? Yeah, a lot of them were there. Luka Modric, Karim Benzema, Tony Cruz, Sergio Ramos, Courtois. Uh, they they Ronaldo just left this season, which was it was quite uh, sad, but still it was. Playing at the, the stadium and, and scoring, yeah, I think it's just unreal. And I don't think, like at the moment, it's just it just happened. And when you look back, like it's now four years, then you realize how big it was and how big it is. Yeah, when you're scoring against Madrid at like 20 years of age or however old you were, I mean, I don't think you want to go back to the MLS just yet. Um, but <laughs> did you did you ask for anyone's jersey after the game? Yeah, I got a Tony <laughs> Cruz jersey after the game. Nice. And who else did you get? Uh, Marco Asensio. Uh, Asensio. So we played okay. twice. We beat them twice. And yeah, I got two jerseys. Very nice. Top players. Top players in the world. Obviously, I, I know that's a crazy experience. And we talked about it a little bit, that you feel that taste of Champions League, Europa League, or cup game, final, whatever it is. And you don't want to play anything else. You know, you, you're hungry for those games. You're hungry for those matches. And 
it's not on the forefront of your mind, but it's always in the back of your mind that that's where you want to be. That's what you want to be playing every year at the highest level, playing against the best teams in each country to win the best trophy. So I know you're hungry for that. We're all hungry for that. But you've had a taste, and I think that drives you a little bit more to to know what it is, to have that feeling and to be hungry for it. So it's very interesting to to be in a position you are now and see where Moscow is. And, you know, they could be Champions League next year. They're, you said they're in second place this year. So yeah, yeah they're doing really good now. How it is. Yeah. Let me ask you something, Arnor. Um, obviously, you might not be at Venezia next year in the coming years. But with Tanner Tessman there, Gianluca Busio there, can Venezia make it to Champions League? Uh, next year. Not next year. In the in these in these coming years, can they lead them if they're in the midfield? Can they lead Venezia to a Champions League spot? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They are two top players, and I think uh, with the right players around them, and with the uh, with because I like where this club is heading. I like uh, they're they're thinking about everything the the owner and, and, and what's going on so I think uh, with with uh, Tanner Tasman and Buzo yeah for sure they can do some great things I love that I love that I think we gotta I think we gotta you know keep improving and maybe improve in, in one or two areas on and off the field but uh I could see it I could see it for sure but it all starts this year on, on how we finish but yeah we have our we have our signature question here, uh, Sigu, and our, our motto, our, our life, our, what the podcast is based around. And um, I really, I'm expecting a good answer out of you. So far, you've been really good, solid. The fans have definitely enjoyed listening. If you're still listening, thank you for, for being here. Um, but I want, I want you to really think about this and uh, really answer it strong. So I want you to hit it with it, John. All right, bro. So our signature question, we ask everyone at top athletes like yourself. What is your definition of success, and do you think you've achieved it yet? Uh, okay, yeah, it's a good question. I think success is when you read something that you dreamt of, like when you were a kid and you dreamt about being a professional, and when you reach that, it's, it's a success, you know. But then you have to think about what's your next, what's your next goal. And if you ask me if I've reached it yet, like I haven't achieved anything yet, you know, you know what I mean? Obviously I've been successful, yeah. I think I've reached some success by playing at the highest level of football at a young age. But I think it's more about like that you have your goals and you take it step by step. Like once you reach, once you're a professional football players, yeah, it's a it's a huge step. And but then you have to like that's not the end, that's just the beginning. So you have to always like push you higher. And I, I think being successful, yeah, it's basically that like receive your goals. And once you receive a big goal, just aim for the next one. Interesting. So you think it's a never-ending thing, you just you know, you're always hungry for more. Do you think there's a place in your life? Where you'll be content, like you, you won't always, you won't be hungry for more. No, I hope not. I mean, uh, I'm always hungry for more, and and like we talked about, being in this, uh, being that lucky to be a professional football player and to live your dream. Uh, I think that's what it's all about. And while I'm hungry and while I love playing football, the day I 
don't want to go out and play football. This is the day I retire. So I think it's just about that. It's just about enjoying what you're doing and uh, enjoy the moment, basically. So it's a good, straightforward answer. Um, and so just the last question for me, bro. You've been a fantastic guest. Uh, thank you for being on. But and if you're still watching, make sure to subscribe. But anyways, you talked about goals, succeeding with your goals. What are your goals for this upcoming year, for for the next two, three, four years? Where do you see yourself? Uh, the main goal now is uh, staying in Syria, for sure. Uh, it's a it's a it's a weird situation now for me, obviously being with the Moscow and not knowing what the summer and how it will be the next couple of months. So I think I'm really really focused on this uh, the this this season. And then after I have to sit down and see see what will happen, and then I'm then I have to uh, yeah create some new goals. But I, like we said, playing in the top leagues, playing at the top level, that's the main goal. So yeah, solid. Do you have any goals for the national team? Yeah, be. Uh, a key player there. I've been. I played 20, 20 matches already, um, and the goal is for sure just getting getting this, being a, become a key player there, and hopefully help uh, the team to reach some big tournaments. Do you think like you can uh, ever be the captain for Iceland? I mean, I hope so. I've been. I was. I was lucky enough to be one of the young guys that came up and played with the players that, that were at the Euros and World Cup. Uh, most of them are now retired and or turning like late, late career. So I think I can hopefully use what I learned for them and bring it to even younger players. Still, I'm young, but I, I have a lot of experience. So yeah, hopefully I can, I can and it will be an honor. We love that. Well, it's been it's been Sigu Arnor Sigurdsson, the true the true uh, Viking, um, a different beast. He's a. Uh, I hope you enjoyed listening. He's had some great answers, some great insight on what it's like to be a player in Syria, but also a player on loan uh, in Syria from a team in Moscow and, and the situation going on there, and also as an international footballer that's going to reach reach high levels. But um, we appreciate having you on. But we have one last question we ask all of our guests as well, and um, it's it's. Who do you want to see next on Chum Chat? I would love to see uh, our teammate and great friend Ethan Ampadu come on the podcast. Okay. We love that. We'll have to put some pressure on him. This will air out. It might be good exposure, you know, Chelsea in a difficult moment. Yeah. You might have What's some going on there? there. Yeah. Could be some exposure for him. You never know. But uh, no, nah, man, we appreciate having you on. I know. Yeah, it's good to good to meet you, brother. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and do a quick outro. Is there anything else you want to say uh, for the fans or any advice you want to give, anything like that? No, I think it was uh, pretty clear and we had a, had a good chat. All right, perfect. I'm going to go ahead and sign us off. So uh, Anthony would have had your Instagram popped up throughout the, the video. So if you guys like Arnor um, and want to follow him and his success, go make sure and show him love on Instagram. Maybe listen out for him on Spotify with his guitar playing. Um, be attentive to him moving back to Moscow. Hopefully everything works out there. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, and like we always say, go find your own success. Deuces.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.